Good evening, November Foxtrot. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Evening, evenings. Just, just a general alert that I think everyone on this podcast is possibly a little bit ill. <laughs> Tonight, um, Lance hasn't been able to make it because he's he's got, got COVID. We're all struggling. I'm a bit deaf in this ear, which is making this this an interesting episode to produce so far. Um, so bear with us. If the audio is a little bit wafty, please let us know, and I'll um, I'll see what I can do. Um, we're obviously out to cough. That's <laughs> <laughs> we're obviously joined again by Andy. He's uh, he's managed to escape his deathbed. Uh, and rejoin us on the show. So welcome back. Lots of drugs. <laughs> you get me how, are you, how are you doing? Yeah, all right. Uh, ribs are healing nicely. Um, still uh, not allowed to drive for another two weeks, which is really inconvenient. Uh, not allowed in a vehicle at all. What, even as a was, yeah, not even as a passenger. Unless it's a medical emergency, which is fun. Something to do. Because uh, the I had a fracture of my spine, right? Yeah, um, and they're still a little bit worried about that. So, well, I was going to take the piss until you said you fractured your spine. Um, now I won't. Thanks for that. <laughs> That's all right. You can still take the piss. I I, I will, but it will be uh, my spine's yeah. My my, At least my, you've my... Got a spine. You know. Yeah, <laughs> he's not spineless. We've we've worked that one out. <laughs> <laughs> We're obviously joined tonight by Kevin and James from Defiant. Uh, so welcome to you, gents. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Yes, How are you both welcome. doing? Thank, yeah, very well, thank you. James is sick. I'm um, I'm on medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Equal nice. And there's a. <laughs> are you double parked, Kev? Yeah. I'm double parked. Oh man, you have to fix that That's one quick. We're obviously also. Just... It's not as much as double parked as he's overpaid the the, the parking uh, booth, you know, so, <laughs> so that he can stay in the car park longer. As long yeah. as possible, yeah. <laughs> We're also joined tonight by um, a, a number of people on our live chats. We've got Fresh Meat, Jungles Airsoft Blog, Daz, Adventures of Zulu, Les, Richard McRae, James C, Rage, James McNary. Happy, well done, James. Evening all. I say well done. Congratulations on um, James is having a baby. I don't know why I said well done. That was a weird thing to say. Congratulations oh. is more appropriate. Um, so congratulations to you. Harry Badger. Uh, we've also got Daniel Brewer, Matthew McCarthy, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Welcome, welcome. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking tonight about kind of bridging the gap between Milsim and skirmishing. Uh, we've also got to be chatting about the latest Defiant event, Operation Irene, which from Boston, Unfortunately, none of us could be there very awkwardly, but it was a absolutely cracking event from the feedback that we've heard so far. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And then we're also going to be talking about Defiance upcoming event, Raid, which is going to be, I think, a slightly different style from stuff that you've done before. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> you more, have to listen to the episode. episode. More of an evolution. More of an evolution, I would say. More of an evolution. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I, wouldn't, cool. I, wouldn't well, say, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I'd say it's a, it's a bonus feature. Bonus feature. Oh. Yeah. Well, let's, let's let's kick it off with some news. I kicked my gun and I go, pew, 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 pew. News. News. Present some news or some interesting purchases. I know James has already got something lined up. He was he was very keen. I know Kevin was uh, 
slightly pipped to the post in terms of uh, getting their latest <laughs> latest thing out. So um, you guys, go on, you guys go first. You, you can uh, talk about your new shiny things. It all depends on on what your interest lays with. Because I'm a complete nerd. Um, not that I don't love my kit, but let Kevin go first. So uh, LBT were doing a little uh, promo the other week there on their uh, multicam black. So I had to purchase a little 14 litre sort of day site with a little nice. work job in London today. It's very, very nice. So I'm very comfy with that. And also went for their little slick plate carrier. Taking uh, a defiant patch on for the saving, of course. But yeah, so I'm um, with me sappy plates inside. So yeah, nice little slick plate carrier. Just for your kind of um, wear that and put your sort of chest rig over the top. So yeah, just something a little bit different, a little bit low profile. Yeah, very happy with that. As Lance isn't here, I feel feel the need to do the duty for him and ask how much your your plates weigh, because he's that, that seems to be my, the new thing that he keeps doing. My plates are genuine yeah, East Happy plates. I don't know what weight they, they are. Well, but you they're large metal. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. Proper, proper ones. Proper, proper plates, as always. Does it not say on the nice. label on the back what the weight is? I don't think they really care as long as it stops stuff. Yeah. yeah, stops big bullets. It says, yeah. <laughs> we'll stop 0.43 gram BB. Yeah, uh, yeah. The yeah. Uh, e sappy plate small uh, weighs 2.7 kilos. It's, it's not a medium, so yeah. small. Yeah. No, well, I don't know the difference between the small and the large. I wasn't able to find that quick enough. But yeah. oh, here we go. Actually, oh. the medium is 3.2 kilos, and the large is 3.5 kilos. Plate. Fair enough. So there you go. Now you know. I've ever ever the informative language. podcast that we are. Yeah. <laughs> we can Google. Yes. <laughs> we can multitask. Yeah, no. I no. can't do that. I can't. No, I wasn't listening to you, Kevin. I was just, as soon as you said what the weight was, I was like, right, Google. straight on Google. <laughs> yeah. Come on in, James. What, what, what exciting thing have you got? Well, I don't think it's exciting for some people. It's certainly exciting for me because I'm a sad nerd. I'd like to point out, last week I talked about strings, so it's going to be exciting to someone out there. Yeah, this is true. Um, so I've got my uh, my yoghurt cup, um, complete with warning label, you know. Uh, red, yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a yoghurt cup antenna uh, by Heads Down Comms Up, um, purchased through 5.4 Comms. Uh, he very nicely sent me a nice armored cable as well and it's on a gooseneck so um yeah so effectively this is your antenna system um the gooseneck you can place through your molly cable tie on uh, you can use different sorts of antenna mounts but whatever you choose could be anything from cable ties or shock cord what have you uh and then the uh oh, there you go then you have the relocation cable to your radio system um I haven't had a chance to play with it yet or figure out um, what the propagation is like. And I'm using big words. Uh, what the, I don't even know how to describe it, what propagation is. It's kind of like the pattern of an antenna. Um, lots of people, when you're talking about antennas, will start saying, oh, what's the range? Well, that's kind of, that's kind of a bit of a, without being big headed, it's a bit of a silly question. It's all dependent on the setup of your radio itself. Know, what frequency you're running, what the atmospherics are like, what's in between you and, you know, the, the, the receiver. But yeah, I'm going to do some tests with it and, and figure out. This is the VHF, UHF version. So uh, yeah, I'm going to have a play on different frequencies and 
see what works. Um, but, I'm uh, buying yeah. you a Costa sticker. Sorry? I'm buying you a Costa <laughs> sticker and sticking it on the sticking it on upside down. It's not a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Costa coffee, isn't it? <laughs> one of the Yeah. Get one of those my name is James stickers. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a so presumably <laughs> so, presume, so presumably this is a vehicle mounted system or, uh, or is no, this a... no, this, so this is a vest mounted uh vest mounted one like i say you put the, the gooseneck hmm. i can't see it now it's gone on me blind side um you put the gooseneck through your through your molly um and that allows you to sort of bend it into that angle you know if you don't have clear comms i don't know if you've ever played with this if you don't necessarily have clear comms putting a bit of an angle on, on your, your antenna can sometimes make a difference and that's all about uh, but, uh, he is going to be bringing out a vehicle kit as, a, as an upgrade, so I will be, um, yeah, I'll be uh, looking into that when, uh, when Firefall brings that out. Um, if you're interested in any radio equipment, and that can be anything from the world high end stuff to fish mites, cables, whatever it is, check out Firefall Communications. Um, yeah, 100%. Even better to find patron you know if you're on on our groups or you follow our chats and stuff like that um you get a discount code for us so yeah um you get some money off i don't even get a kick yeah. i really should but yeah <laughs> no nah, he does me enough favors nice no he's good highly recommend so i used him for mine i've uh and no i can't turn james up i've tried turning james up uh volume wise i've had some messages come in if i try turning james up for some reason it cuts james out completely well, so we can either have james at this level that's a bonus <laughs> we can either have james at this level or not at all um so apologies um yeah i've actually got some actual news this week which is a, a real surprise um Two companies have sent us uh, links to their events. And just, just before I advertise these, I want to just make a bit of a PSA on behalf of myself and Andy that please don't just all start sending us event stuff because this is obviously kind of a bit of a Milsim-esque channel. It's just what it's meant to be. Um, I'm going to talk about these two, but I also don't want to open the gates for just hundreds of people sending me loads of messages and then getting upset that I'm not advertising their events. So I'll do these two, but just please bear that in mind in the future. Uh, but we we discussed this one briefly on the event last um, the podcast last week. This is Warhound's first event, Nightfall. It's on the 28th, 29th of October. It's a pretty cool image. Uh, they've got some sponsors in. They've got EG uh grenade they've got viper tactical and bz tactical the venues at gunman battle lakes and they were quite keen to offer us up a discount code as well so if you're interested in attending uh go and check out their website which is annoyingly hidden by there you go it's on warhoundtactical.com forward slash nightfall i believe the discount code was nofo10 i'll double check that for the end of the show um but if you're interested then go and check that out uh, another event that came up mm. as well is Rush. So Rush joined us on the chat a little while ago. They have an event, Hell on Earth. Uh, this event is a uh, it's a Halloween-based event. Uh, give me two seconds. I'm just trying to find their website. Uh, Rush's Rampage RRA3, Hell, Hell on Earth, on the 21st of October. Uh, it's going to be based at the Ambush Activity Centre. 
Um, so you can check out the website if you want some details. Um, head on over to their Instagram, which I don't have in front of me. I'm really sorry. I'm doing a bang up. This is why we don't advertise stuff because I'm just terrible at it. Uh, Rush. So if you're trying to find them on Instagram, just R-U-S-H. Um, and hopefully you can find some details. Oh, sorry. Operator underscore Rush. Operator underscore Rush. Go and check them out. Um, and that's, yeah, I'm not going to do any more advertising because I'm doing such a bang up job of it. <laughs> uh, it's um, good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> um, one purchase I wanted to briefly talk about this week is a little bit of actual uh, researchy science that I've been doing. So I purchased a portable bellows. Um, so these are, there's a little image there as to what you do with it. It basically extends out. It's a hollow tube that allows you to blow through one end. It compresses the air slightly because the one end is narrower than the other. Uh, and it allows you to put air basically straight on the thing that you're trying to ignite so if you've got a fire that's a little bit uh, diminishing you need to get a bit of extra oxygen to it this was four pounds 60 for two of these uh, i thought they looked a little bit fancy uh, they've got a slightly wider mouthpiece and a narrower um, end piece but to be brutally honest with you i'm not that impressed with it it's a lot of extra weight for no reason um, it's longer than i probably needed so if you're interested in buying any, I would recommend this version of that. So these are basically similar price, but they don't have all the fanciness of the others. Um, so it's a little bit of feedback Lisa, and research. Is, is it a six mil hole? Uh, <laughs> I will. No, does it have an no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Does it? Have, yeah, that's your tongue. <laughs> I potentially could get the BB down the other end of it. I'll have a little play around with that later on. Because that might be quite entertaining. Oh, no. <laughs> sure, yeah, what, the time, the, if, if you've lit a fire, right, or a bad fire, by the time you've realised you need your little blowpipe, your fire's gone out. I no, think, so... Oh, it, it it's, oh, it's dead. It's gone. No, it's these These are pretty good. So, I mean, if you're trying to, if you're trying to build a fire for any reason like that... Um, these are a good opportunity to add that additional oxygen. I mean, I've used them for domestic purposes as well. When you've got like a fire that you're trying to get going um, in a chimney breast, anything like that. Uh, it, it's quite away. useful to be able to put air where you want it very precisely um, without having to necessarily. Some people aren't wanting to get too close to the fire or sometimes you're not able to because of the heat or, or whatever reason. But uh, The other thing that these sorry, work well sorry, with. Sorry, if you can't get close to the fire because of the heat. Why are you applying extra air? Just saying. Just saying. Because sometimes warmer. you want to get it hotter. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can. So, yeah. So, so, um, so last week you, you talked about string, and now you're talking about a useless straw. <laughs> it's not a useless straw. Um, one thing I would recommend with these is if you ever, you know, the little flexi pumps, uh, little flex tail pumps, so the, the tiny little pump units. Uh, they've just come out with a new one, which is like the the length of your your finger. Uh, you can combine these with those so you can get a very precise jet of air um, and you can get some quite large flames and stuff with those as well. They're quite good fun. So. There you right. go. <laughs> you all look underwhelmed. Severely underwhelmed. Yeah. It's great to be back. <laughs> Harry Badger says, don't forget the Gunman Tuddenham Halloween special on the 28th of October. Aliens versus Gunman. It's consumed my life for the last nine months. So if you're interested to go and see what Harry's been up to, I know he's been making lots of very, very interesting oh, products. Yeah. As well. 
Uh, right. Shall we talk about your latest event? Obviously, we've had Operation Irene. Oh, I haven't bought anything then. Oh, sorry, Andy. Have you? <laughs> I just got used to you not being here. I'll just, I'll just go. Soja. Bye. <laughs> Andy's got painkillers. Yeah, I've got lots of, got morphine, codeine. Morphine, codeine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've bought loads because I've been sat on my ass. <laughs> So I bought two new two new Bergens, a webbing set, a new belt set up, which is just outside the screen, an MWS, uh, a new pistol, a new hoodie, Arctus trousers, uh, a new headset, uh, a gas mask bag with no gas mask because it was only 30 quid. Um, what else have I bought? It's like the field pack one, like the multicam. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's it. Oh, new shoes that they still haven't arrived. A front rail for me, M- MWS. Oh, yeah, I bought loads. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't be unemployed and I shouldn't be left on my own with a phone and a credit card. <laughs> I'm assuming you've had your insurance payout then. No. <laughs> I'm just been spending money. Speculative yeah <laughs> i've preempted it that's what it is so what um, considerably what arctic trousers did you get and what pattern uh i got multi-cam they're only here hang on two seconds i'm on my wheelchair oh andy gets questions about the trousers but mike doesn't get any questions about his collapsible straw <laughs> mike if we're ever so... out of the woods together and we're in, in dire need of a blowjob. We know exactly where to go to. But until then, you, you, can keep, <laughs> you can keep your little tool in your pocket, okay? Well, I've got two uh, of them. They came in a packet, so I'll give you the other one. There you go. <laughs> really don't. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. I was just feeling while you were getting your trousers. Uh, so I've bought the uh, Ranger. Uh, CC... C- no, the C222. Yeah. Very yeah, good. Yeah, very nice. They're really comfy. Um, I like the little... I like the knee pads because they come with the new set come with already pre-camoed knee pads. Yeah. Which are actually quite they're, nice. They're designed to take the cry ones. You can put your cry ones straight into them. Yeah. Perfectly. And all the vehicles lined up. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. In all you fairness, guys might know, what are the button bits for? Oh, interestingly, that's, that's actually for um, you. You can fit in the uh, Arcteryx kneecaps into them. Okay. If yeah. you were to wear the Arcteryx um, knee pads themselves, and then you run the straps around the back for extra support. Around the legs, yeah, yeah. Ah, I like that. Hmm. Did not know this. Learnings. I might have to spend some more money after the show. <laughs> oh. So just get the get, just get the cry the cry um, knee pads. To be honest with you, the the, the knee pads that Arctis do themselves. They say everything's made in the UK. No, those those knee pads that that they sell um, from their website have no better quality than your cheap Chinese clone stuff. No, uh, really. In all honesty, yeah, and very shiny, very shiny. Yeah, they're, they're, they are very reflective. Um, so yeah, go go and get the cry ones. Um, to be honest with you, there are so many brands out there that that are decent quality i wouldn't normally say go and buy cry but there is a distinct difference between cry knee pads and other mm-hmm. knee pads yeah there is and they're not 
they're not silly money. No. Unless you try and get the Gen 2 old ones, and then they've gone up in price. <laughs> that's because they, they look cool. Because they don't make they? them. Yeah, it's because yeah. they don't make them. Yeah, <laughs> simple, simple as. Um, but yeah, that's all my purchases. Is, is... Nice. Yeah. And now I've got more things to buy, so there'll be more things on order <laughs> next week. So don't forget me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I actually had some other news as well. That I forgot to mention. Uh, we have uh, found, I say found, it sort of popped up. No Man's Land Airsoft. We, we, we've been talking a little while ago about iPro and whether you know there should be mandatory texts on sites for iPro. So No Man's Land Airsoft uh, have basically started doing random checks, spot checks on uh, eye protection that they deemed that they could be possibly unsafe. So in the testing last weekend, from what we deemed, I'm reading from the uh, article, said, from the testing last weekend, from what we deemed as unsafe eye pro, two pairs of eye protection failed to withstand a BB from up close and in awareness to show what could potentially could have happened, um, the players were then asked to sort out suitable eye pro before continuing their game day. So I think that's, that's a win in my mind for events no, ultimately, so I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually going to play devil's advocate here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do understand it from a skirmish site, making sure that people have decent eye pro. But if you're, if you're at a Milsim event, hopefully you've done enough time skirmishing to to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is th- as this is a Milsim podcast, I, at least through defiant events, our view is your PPE is your responsibility, and if it mm-hmm. fails, that is your fault. I'm not yes. going to go around and check everybody's iPro. Yep. And, I mean, for insurance reasons, we have to recommend full face. Um, wearing full face for 24 hours must be fun. You know, severely dehydrated <laughs> by the end of it. But yeah, I certainly wouldn't be. Have you seen the amount of cigarettes I get through on a 24 hour event? You'd have to have yeah. a little hole in the middle, wouldn't you? Oh, it would just be oh, melted. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what you need? You need one of these. You put oh, a cigarette oh, on the end of it. <laughs> And I know, I, I mean, I'm just going to preempt because I know Rage is, is probably already busy typing to say, you know, that we don't need to teach people to breathe well, when they arrive at an airsoft site. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we obviously have chrono events, you know, because you could make the same argument that you need to make sure your gun is the right yeah, um, I mean, speed and everything in FPS before you get to yeah. an event. Do you know what? There are events that we do not chrono because it is mm. the player's responsibility. Now, that's not all events and urban events we definitely chrono, but there are events where we have uh, more trusted players or more experienced players. and we, mm-hmm. we don't run a chrono because we have that level of, of trust and we know that they're competent. So, yeah, big boy rules for yeah. big boy games. Exactly. Mm. And just don't buy just don't buy pro off Amazon or and, and just call or it a wish. day. If, yeah, or wish. If you see a skull Temu. mask... Temu's the latest one, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> if, you see, if you see a skull mask that looks really cool and it's got, it says, Airsoft Safe, then it's not. I, I promise you. Yeah. Right, just and and don't, don't wear that to a Milsim anyway, please. <laughs> Unless you're playing a certain role. I don't want to be rocking up and then yeah. finding that I'm, I'm playing Task Force against Iron Man. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. That'd be cool as fuck, though. Especially if you have one of the, one of the automated ones, though. <laughs> no. Right. 
just just oh. to clarify before we move on, has anyone got any more purchases on news? <laughs> uh, no. Good. Not yet. All good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's chat about Operation Irene. So this is uh, Defiance's latest event. This was a couple of weeks ago okay. now. Was it last Super. weekend or the weekend before? No, it's weekend like before, it's, yeah. a couple of weeks ago now, yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, so this was an event based on... I mean, do you know what? I'll let you guys explain it. Rather than me try to to uh, fill in the gaps, per se. I'm going to let Kevin Jim's. do it. No, no, I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> Right, so what, what we tried to do for this was try to do justice to the, the real story real event, the real sequence of events, but trying to put into that sort of twenty-four hour period. Um we only sold tickets to um Rangers and Delta and we ran our role players uh doing doing the op four role for the weekend. James controlled the or ran the op four guys and I was running uh, Rangers and Delta. Um obviously we didn't believe it would work for our kind of standard force on force because everyone wanted to get the gun on and trigger on and it would have been detrimental to the experience of the Rangers and Delta guys for the weekend. So the picture you've got there, it was literally Sunday morning. We probably, it took us like a long time to, to like secure the crash zone. And I just turned over my shoulder and I saw this image that looks like the film shot as well. And I just took the picture, literally the only picture I took the entire weekend, I took two or three of them, which just sort of summed up the idea of like guys who came to the event, who made the effort uh, there was lots of guys who the multicam but they, they put the effort in for their their conduct their behavior the way they went about the game that was actually superb but um the feedback we've had is a lot of people would want us to do um this event on a more regular basis um that sort of theme story type event a lot of guys have got the kit and want to get the opportunity to wear it so you know we're listening to our customers and we're thinking um, moving forward, do we do this once every you know couple of years, perhaps, or something? You know, uh, as a sort of regular event. Obviously, we did it at Driffield at HQ, um, but depending on how, what sites become available, we may look to do it at different sites or something in the future moving uh, moving forward. So, yeah, it was it was a sort of um, historic event, which is a, a bit of a departure from our normal events, a bit of a departure from um, Machiavellian events. So, something different for us. Um, with some complete Black Hawk Down uh, movie fan heroes who, who were given all the one-liners and, and, and doing all the movie quotes and it was really, really fun to do. And our guys come along for the first, like, in inverted commas, Milsim, and they learn about Milsim, they learn about the way things run. And I reckon a lot of people probably went home and just watched the film afterwards and went like, yeah, he did say that. Like, so why did Kevin walk around, my, around the, the, the vehicles and say this at a certain point? It actually linked into what I'm talking yeah, it was it was it was good fun to do. Um, you know, we every time we do an event, James and I come back from it. We think it was like the world's worst event ever. Um, but you know, we are so invested, we're so tired at the end of it. But yeah, player feedback was really, really positive, and the general vibe is to actually run this event on a more regular basis, like I would say every couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Good, good event, and that picture just sums up the effort people put into for, for the weekend. Yeah, it was a cracking photo, to be honest. Mm. I mean, just just reading the chat at the moment, there's there's a lot of love for Op Irene. Stip says Irene was unreal. Padraig, Irene was fun. Apparently, uh, Op Four James was cool. <laughs> yeah, apparently, um, 
I I have a well, I already know I have a split personality, but apparently Task Force James is rather strict, uh, and Op Four James doesn't give a shit. So and like <laughs> like spanking. I saw the I saw the image. The, you 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 had too much of a grin at that situation for you not to have a split personality. He was enjoying that too much. He was, wasn't he? <laughs> I wasn't enjoying it nearly as much as Dan Guest. Dan Guest was enjoying no. more than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Slick Stick Riding says Irene was the best event ever. Polo. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's absolutely. I mean, you always see these events online, and then you know it's sort of various chat groups and stuff like that, and then people come back from after the event, and you can tell it's been a good event when people are just like, "Oh man, this was amazing!" Like throwing photos up and you know anecdotes and stuff like that, and it, just clearly this was one of those events. So I, I am gutted that I couldn't be there. Unfortunately, we were a little let down because we were meant to have a photographer on site, and that would have been immense to have had a load of photographs come out the back of this for you know for our, for our players. Um, it didn't happen, uh, but uh, I guess for that reason, we'll have to do it again, eh, Kevin? Oh, well, or, or dear, what has he never mind? <laughs> James Mean says, Op for James was a twat. <laughs> well, I, I must profess, I, mean, I think there is something about better, being up for every, every version of James is a twat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's very, very difficult to. Uh, to pin that one on Op4 James. Um, but no, to be in all fairness, I did enjoy uh, running Op4 that weekend. Um, it was really good. The the guys that were there, uh, guys and girls that were there, were all very trusted players. Um, all came, you know, either vouched for or handpicked by us. Um, and they did exactly as they were asked to. Um, there was, you know, there was a point where I, I rolled in uh, and said, Look, guys, I need, I need this done. And they'd literally only just got their food on. So they were like, well, when? And I was like, well, five minutes. And they were like, well, my food's too hot to eat now. So I guess I'm going to have it cold. And they went out, you know? Yeah, that's uh, really that, kind of, that kind of dedication to it was, was really good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Task Force James did come uh, come about when he realised that an entire room of, uh, of Op4 were asleep. So I went in there with a broom <laughs> and uh, woke them up. Not a pyro. You you went no, to the no, broom we, option. We, no, no, not pyro because we, we had a we had a pyro ban and it was still sort of like three thirty four in the morning. So ah, yeah. nighttime pyro, please. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quick sweep to the face. I imagine would wake someone up fairly sharpish. Oh no, I used the other end. Oh okay, um, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. That's why that's why everyone <laughs> left with a grin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, I mean, um, you know, obviously sort of segueing into the topic of tonight's show a little bit. So you, you said you had a lot of players that had never done any Milsim and that before. How, how did you find that they sort of adapted to it? Yeah, so obviously on Task Force, you know, um, you, see, you had the diehard, the, the Milsim team guys who do some of our um, Machiavelli events, which are perhaps our kind of hardest, most extreme events that we do. Um, some of the guys who have done airsoft events for like you know, 20 years and just love the kit and the look of it. And there was a, a couple of guys who turned up and it was their sort of first 24 hour event. They had like DPM with like, you know, a Viper chest rig. Um, they had the sleeping bag. They, 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 had, they, had, they had the basics 
Um, but they're they're put in together, and you know, I chatted to them on Sunday, and I think one of the things we tried to do is touch base and my sort of debrief speech at the end of sort of a, we invite feedback, what went well, what didn't go well. Um, you know, say from our point of view, it's like we want those guys to come back again. If they if we've done something that didn't meet their meet their needs or they weren't happy with, we you know we openly invite them to tell us about it. We you know we are the only company I think actually around that actually does a feedback form at the end of the event. And um, I think people who have done our events over the years know that we act on that feedback and they can see the evolution and changes that we put into place. So, yeah, I say, I say from the most experienced guys, to the guys for the first time, um, you know, we put up a kit list, they follow that. They had sleeping bags, they had cold gear, they had wet gear, they had foods. We had like hard shelter over the roof for um, sort of like Task Force and Rangers and Delta. Um, so they were looked after that way. They were in the sections. Um, there's lots of, you know, there's DS roundabout, there's experienced players roundabout. So I'd hope everyone felt as if they were sort of looked after and we were close enough if they had a question they could ask us and get an answer to that question. So a little bit of duty of care, to be honest, you know. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to name names here, but um, I think there were some definite lessons learned from that event uh, by some of the people that were newer to Milsim. Um, we had a couple of people that turned up in either DPM or Multicam Tropic, despite the fact that the uniform rules said basically desert patterns. So anything from Multicam to, and that might change in the future. If we do more and more events, we might get a little bit stricter with the camouflage patterns. But um, yeah, turning up in Multicam Tropic and DPM wasn't, you know, the, the guy said to me, I felt like a right lemon when I was walking to Chrono in my Multicam Tropics. And yeah, so I guess the first bit of advice is read. You know, read. More to lime than a lemon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> read, read the rules and, 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 and try and understand them. Um, don't You don't want to turn up to a Milsim, certainly not your first Milsim, treating it like a walk-on skirmish event that's just extended. Uh, you do need to do, you do need to, to read the information that's available. Um, if there is something that you're not sure of, then ask a question, you know, so you can reach out to, to us. I mean, I'm talking about us specific, specifically. I don't know what other companies do, but you can reach out to us via our website, um, which goes straight to an instant messenger service. Um, you can reach out to us. We run WhatsApp community chats. We've got group chats. You know, you can ask your questions. Now, don't get me wrong. I might roll my eyes and say, well, that's a bit of a silly question. But I'd rather answer a silly question than see a silly mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, I think the other... Yeah, don't, don't be afraid to ask questions. Even even Absolutely. like when you put into, into your sections and normally a, a WhatsApp group, starts up with that section um don't yeah just don't be afraid to ask because i think that's what's going to let yourself down more than anything else yeah i I think i think that the there certainly was a big stigma around nilson being elitist and uh kind of a nasty place to, to to be a new person um and it's always been one of our core mm-hmm. values to try and break that. Right? We like to, to be as supportive as possible to newcomers. Okay. And at the same time, provide a decent challenge to those that 
you know are, are more experienced so we we try and cater what we do to to match um those those levels okay but we're you know we we want to we want to nurture uh those, those guys we want to answer the questions okay we want to see new people enter the hobby that is milson mm. also yeah we do as well that's that's one of the main reasons for this show as well yeah mm. uh, we you've got to try and break down those barriers because if people don't start enjoying milsims or coming along thinking that we've got a an elitist sort of idea to, to ourselves then eventually the milsim side of things is going to die away and so, a lot yeah. of players won't won't want that so i do think I mean, it is that there's, there's a, a huge do. there's a huge stigma that oh i can't do a 24-hour game i haven't got knots bullshit absolute bullshit you ask anybody on op for it on by rain if they needed nods that weekend yeah because op yeah. for absolutely okay. at times wiped the floor with task force and they had <laughs> no nods yeah yeah i didn't have anything yeah, like james that. james said op for need training on how not to kill task force <laughs> yeah there was there was there was a lot more death in our event than there was during operation gothic serpent and that is saying something you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but again, lessons learned, and maybe we will um, put put the reins on up for a little bit more next time around. I don't know. Make time together. Make them do a three legged race or something like. That. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <Just> slow <slammed> down. <laughs> yeah, we do something. Yeah. I, I, in all seriousness, I have thought about how we, how we can make that a little bit um, a little bit better, uh, a little bit more immersive because. It's difficult as an airsofter, even if you're playing the role of a, an indigenous op for um, rebellion, not to clear a corner in a proper way. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, do you know what? Getting shot kind of hurts. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. That's, that's, one for, that's one for the future. So in terms of, um, you, you mentioned that there sort of there's a few things that might have been learned by a few people. We talked about checking the information beforehand. Is there anything else that you saw? I mean, I'm always interested to look at how people kind of kit themselves out and deal with themselves from, from an admin perspective and welfare and, and sort of like looking after themselves a little bit. Because I think for the most part, the, 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 the difference between skirmish and milsim like you know, if you if you got your airsoft gun, then for the most part you can, as long as you follow the gameplay and kind of get involved from that perspective, you can kind of pick that up. Whereas making sure that it, you know, making sure you've got enough kit and uh, the right kit to look after yourself, I think is probably the challenge that a lot of people have. Yeah. Well, yeah. I take more stuff to a skirmish than I do to a milsim. Like I literally just take everything. Oh, if I and it gets thrown into the back of what my was my car um was the car <laughs> um like literally i just used to throw every bit of it even if like a bergen full of empty bb bottles was thrown in the back like oh what happens if i need a bottle to put other bbs in do you know what i mean I, and i think with skirmishers <coughs> moving over to milsim it's actually that that way of thinking of actually i've got to nail it down i've got to, i can't bring mm. absolutely everything uh, yeah, I think at the same time, it, it depends what event you're going to. If you're going to an urban event, you don't necessarily need to worry 
so much about protection from the elements in terms of your sleeping system. You can get away with a, a cot bed as long as you can put it up. And, um, and, 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 and uh, sorry, yeah, you can get away with a with, with a cot bed bed or uh, even a ground pad, air mattress, whatever you have. You can get away with that um, and a decent quality sleeping bag, right? And and you know prices of this stuff, uh, it's not ridiculous. Um, I mean, I, I would say. You know, you need to make sure that you have your food. And I, I have to be honest, I very rarely eat properly at events. I mean, I eat before mm. well, and I eat after well, during. I don't, and this is just me. Uh, I don't feel like I have time or I have other things to deal with. You know, um, your, your order of priority, uh, priorities should be, and at least is, is for me when I'm running events, is, you know, my event, my weapon, my kit, and then myself. You know, so I, I care about the event first. And then I'll bomb up mags, make sure gas, gas mags, all that sort of stuff. Then I'll square away my kit and, you know, do whatever I need to do. And then I'll deal with myself. So that might be eating, you know, all the way down to brushing my teeth and mm -hmm. doing, remembering to do medication, I suppose, in some instances. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's... It, but anyway, my point is, um, yes, food is important because you don't want to go down... Uh, you know, as some sort of some sort of casualty, but um, at the same time, you know, um, the right food. You know, you don't have mm. to get the yummiest thing ever because I tell you what, you're going to be stuffing it in your face and you're going to be moving quick. Yeah, your eating will be in the smallest periods of downtime, so that you can then either get your head down and get as much rest as possible, or get back out on the ground. Um, that's my experience, anyway. I know. People tend to do things at their own pace. Um, not when I'm Task Force Commander. But yes, people do tend to do things at their own pace. Um, and But you'll... Do you know what? If you spend one or two events slightly uncomfortable, you'll learn from it. You know? yeah. And then, then you'll, you'll find your own style and adapt to the situation. Or watch some of our previous episodes. Hmm. You get some advice. Yeah, you get advice. You do, have to sit through a lot of, you do have to sit through a lot of string and blow pipes, but yeah, there, there is some, yeah. some, some nuggets of gold. I, I just, I'm, I'm here to cater to the, uh, you know, the elitist bunch that, that care about those sorts of things. Um, <laughs> um, Kev, I was just going to say, did you, did you sort of um, come across any, any new newbies that might have, you know? sort of falling into some of the common pitfalls at all um, or you know it's like the one thing i've sort of felt is um and this is, it's not a negative it's, it's 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 something that something that i learned from it was um we had the initial kind of um you know think of black hawk down sort of training beforehand then the insertion then the assault then the follow-up and obviously people would we we had people like going down the door casually back to break them back to the this about the, the, the stadium or the, the, the launch point and go back in. But what I found was that coming with that four hours into the event where I was literally like, J James works on nicotine and hey, I work on chocolate bars and protein Honestly, bars or something. Yeah, so <laughs> a friend of mine's just messaged me you know, about kit to take, um, which for me is caffeine, nicotine and hate. That's what I run on at the event. Yeah. That's, that's a phrase that pops up a lot, caffeine, nicotine yeah. and hate. 
I'm you're, not, you're, I'm not you're, by any sense yeah. of the imagination. <laughs> so I, I, I pretty much kept going all the way through to about five o'clock on Sunday morning, and I literally, I knew that we were doing the in the film the idea of the, the, the convoy coming out. So James Means, who was helping, who's working with us at that weekend, is one of our DS. He was bringing the vehicles out. So I, I went back, knowing that out of another DS on the ground who knew what was happening. And I literally got my head down for like 50 minutes. And then after that, I just threw a, 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 a pot of porridge down my throat quickly. It takes a lot of morning yeah, back so, out again. I mean, <laughs> I would say, though, that that particular event, Irene, you know, you know, at least I hope you know the storyline for, for Black Hawk Down or Operation Gothic mm-hmm. Serpent, right? They didn't stop because there were people on the ground, wounded, dying, that they had to extract. They didn't stop. And to an extent, we tried to run the event that hard. Okay, um, and, and literally kick people out of bed to do it. Now, like I say, to an extent, because we, we do have a duty care over drivers, but um, within your sections, you can organise to you know hand, hand your drivers back in and you, you, can, you can cover for them. Um, I think, I mean, if, if I can segue into our raid event um, before I do it, you know, before we do it properly, um, I know Kevin will probably hate me for saying this, but I think it, it actually potentially is a really good introduction um, or stepping stone into Milsim. That's not to say that it's not a Milsim. Um, my, my, my. I mean, there's no prop, prop, proper um, definition on Milsim, but my view on it is you've got to have command and control, communication, and structure. So that would be team structure. Um, and we will definitely have that. But within your sections, effectively, it's you, it's down to you to manage your time. So no one's going to tell you that you have to be on stack or no one's going to tell you that you have to go and do this. Everybody will get a, 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 a document that will tell them what's going on at what time. OK, so they can say, oh, actually, I don't really fancy that one. I'm going to get my head down for two hours or three hours or whatever it might be. And that's up to them. You know, um, because it is an objective-based, points-based event. You know, um, that's how we're going to run it. Uh, we're going to leave it up to the individuals uh, as to how much time they want in the field or how much time they're going to need to boil a pot noodle. Oh. Let's um just hmm. bring up the uh, the raid image there. So, so when is raid? Raid is October, November, November. It's- November. Yes. It is. I'm trying to remember now. My date. That's fine. Right. I found it. 25th, 26th of November, uh, HQ Driftfield. Um, so this is obviously, you know, we were sort of talking just a little bit before the show about it, but Raid is a slightly different event than, than things that you've kind of done before, from my understanding. So can you can you talk us through about what what is Raid, kind of uh, as a summary? So typically... I mean, we run a few different styles of event, as you guys know, because you've been to most of them. Mm. So we've done our interactive role-play events, which is kind of our bread and butter. You know, that's what we really enjoy doing. Okay, We also do our Machiavellian events, and don't get me wrong, I think they're amazing. Actually, they're, they're, to be fair, they're probably my favourite events. Um, and I agree, yeah. I personally think they're probably the hardest event <laughs> in the Milsim scene. But that's I'm, I'm maybe slightly biased, um, and I wouldn't necessarily recommend that for a first time 
Milsimmer, although we have had people do it for their yeah. first time and they actually made well, well. it to the end. Um, I that, thought it was pretty we easy. Should, we, 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 should we should have a bad ship. We should have a Machiavellian survivor um, patch oh, sticker well. made up. Yeah. Um, the, the last Machiavellian we did, we had about a 50% attrition rate. Um, now, I am counting the people that didn't bother turning up because the weather looked bad. I am counting them. You know, they failed before it began. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let me let me recap. So we do our immersive uh, role play events, which, you know, um, is, as it sounds, there is a lot of role play, a lot of build up, a lot of tension. We do our Mach Machiavellian events, which are typically uh, reconnaissance based. Um, we do or we have now done Irene, which is kind of a historic event, if you like. So yeah. it, it does follow a very, very set, rigid timeline. Um, but we noticed when we were running our immersive Milsim events, you know, our immersive roleplay events, that there were quite a few individuals that were absolutely massively hungry to get their trigger on. Massively hungry to get their trigger on. And I don't want to, it was, it was slightly detrimental to the game plan that we had in mind. Okay. Which is all about the slow build up and the tension. And then we break it and, you know, it all goes a bit nuts. Right. But they, they kind of wanted to, to get a fight on straight away. Mm. Um, and I, I kind of believe that there is a, there is a lack of Milsim events out there at the moment, um, which could be why this, this behavior has occurred. Um, so we wanted to provide an outlet for it. So that's the idea. There will be no role play. It will be straight into the action. There'll be at no point. You won't know what you're doing because you'll be sitting there with a card that says, Oh, it's two o'clock. This is my objective. Great. I'll go do this. This is my objective. This is where it is. You know? So if you're, an old time, old school mill simmer. This is probably going to be an easy one for you, but very enjoyable because there will be a lot of action. If you mm -hmm. if you're new to Milsim, again, it's going to be very easy for you. You don't necessarily have to worry too much about you know your your Gucci comms arrays and all that sort of stuff because exactly what you want is written there for you. You know we're going to have plenty of staff on site. We're going to have staff embedded playing we're going to have high vis staff uh, and we're going to have our uh, our command element at a static location so if you've ever got a question you can go and find them you know if you can't get them on comms uh, mm. or you don't have comms capabilities so we're really trying to create an umbrella we could say you're trying to bridge the gap between airsoft mills and skirmishing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think it's are, a good we, idea we, we, being, yeah, I, to I, an extent I, I do think, personally, I think that, that there is definitely a place in the world for battle sims. Um, I think battle sims are a lot looser than the event style that we're going to run. Uh, battle sims normally don't have a proper command and control element, uh, whereas we will have that. Um, I don't think many battle sims run for full 24 hours. They kind of like. I was just going to say that. I think that's possibly yeah, one of the yeah, elements I, as well to consider. Well, I. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with that. I don't think the time span makes a difference to whether it is a Milsim or not. I mean, you can do a, a direct action mission as a Milsim that could last only a few hours, but it would be a Milsim because that's the way you've angled it, right? Um, so it does, doesn't have to be 24 hours plus to be a Milsim, in my 
you. It's all about how it's managed and generally the effort that the players put in. So there, there is there is a, mm-hmm. a lot of yeah there is there, there is a lot of um, mine's gone blank. There's a lot on the players' shoulders to to make the event what it is. Mm. But then again, think, think, it's think, quite good for newcomers. Um, like you said, if if they if they are feeling tired, you're giving them the option of saying, actually, well, I'll sit this one out, and you can kind of say, well, you are going to miss out. But if they're really that tired, then yeah, yeah. fair enough. Like they they are going to miss out. But I think the way that you're you're describing it. He's actually going to be cracking for for first timers. I think it'll be yeah. a brilliant event. Most of our rule set has stayed. Most of it has stayed as is. We have watered them down a little bit. For example, we're not going to be allowing blank fire. Uh, we're not going to be allowing capturing and that that element of of role play. Um, but yeah, so that, they have been slightly reduced. But um, the core of what defiant does is definitely going to be there but there'll be a lot more plastic slinging so if that's your thing then hmm. go and grab a ticket you know hmm. so there's just the two factions on this event or is there going to be any nope just little... the two nope just, just the two, two. It, it it's green versus tan green versus tan effectively pretty much it's green versus tan except uh you may remember some time back we were um we have a the, i quite often wear the tomahawk patch which signifies our task force teams uh and then you have mm-hmm. the sorry the, the tomahawk which represents yeah, yeah. op four teams and the spearhead that, that, that does task force um I'm forever wearing that on, on my kit and and so we're we're bringing that back as a resurgence um so you'll you'll either belong to the tomahawk green team or the spearhead tan team um, neither is good. Neither no, there is no op for as it is. They're both PMC units. It's just they're in slightly different clothing. Um, but yeah, that, that's about it. Cool. Uh, uh, what sort of um, you mentioned? Obviously, that there's going to be sort of various taskings and that. What what sort of without giving too much away because I don't want to like ruin the ruin the surprise of the gameplay etc. But are we talking so... um, like? I guess I don't want to use like capture the flag and stuff like that because I think that diminishes we what never, we're talking about. But we would never do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so to, to give an example, um, we're playing at Driffield. They've got the vehicles. We get used to the vehicles. So one of the things we're going to build in with the vehicles is there'll be a fuel dump. All right. Now, if Tan, if their Spearhead, have got got the fuel dump, they have access to vehicles to. To, to go for future missions and future future, future operations on the site. If they lose the fuel dump, the drivers who are our DS will know that, and then the vehicles will then be, go over to uh, the Greens, the the Tomahawk, and they'll then have access to the vehicle. So, you know, it's a uh, it's not capture the flag, but well, there's, there's, there's that's, there's, that's there's, capture it's capture the flag with extra steps, isn't it? Let's yeah, be fair. it's capture there's, the flag with cooler. No, no, that's there's, fine. There's actually a benefit to doing it. So that, that that will be that will be a constant movable feat throughout the weekend. So you know, hmm. but to actually make sure you've got it, control it, and if you want to be able to move players from your start point, respawn point to um, an objective, there's an incentive to hold the fuel dump so that you've got access to the sort of mobility aspect of the event. So it's bringing in vehicles which people associate with like 
good milksim events uh, or, good, or good events. So there's a, there's, there's a reason to do it and you've got to do something to gain access to the vehicle. So, you know, the teams will hopefully, right, one team will keep defending that, so other teams can move, will rotate through and rotate in rest periods. You know, so if you're going to coordinate your teams, uh, you'll do that. But if everyone goes to bed, then you're going to lose the vehicles, you're going to lose the fuel dump, and the other team will run will run a riot all night long because they've got vehicles all night long. So, you know, it's, there's going to be some incentive to actually engage with the process. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, there's, you know, you go to other events and it's like task force have got all the Land Rovers and the guns and whatever else. Like, um, and you can't, you don't swap over to their side. They're not a case of like a vehicle pulls, you know, destroyed or um, taken. To, but this one here is actually, there's an incentive to doing it. It's got that, it's got that element that you might be used to, to your skirmish site, but it's taken into that sort of 24 hour milsim event. So that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd call it like, like a, a hybrid mission between what you might be used to on your kind of like your uh, initial sort of occurrence of like Sunday weekend game to something moving into that 24 hour or longer type event. Just going to pull up a, a comment. So that, you're not having. Uh, so just very quickly, Ray, Ray said for people watching, raid is in November, further north than Kent. It will be cold and you will need a coat. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fine. You can just cuddle rage. That's what he's there for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be there in his furry crocs. Yeah. That's his feet. With the is there going to be you, no sort oh, of sorry, Andy, or anything? Yeah, is there going to be like no sort of sip no, pop or there's, there's absolutely no be... role? Absolutely no. I mean, so we say no role play element, right? There won't be a sip pop, right? There might be role play in in the effect of we'll have high value individuals or, or target individuals um, that are playing a a role that are a a target you know to be captured or what have you but you will not have a sieve pop element running around you know like the village drunk there there is no role play like that it is force on force combat scenario there is there is effectively nothing out there that you can't shoot at so to to give another example of an incentive for players let's say for instance james on the ground and he gets shot by mike all right and all of a sudden, James will bring out. It's not going to happen, eye. is it? We need to turn this around. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've only got one eye, so you're, yeah. So, so James, 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 James somehow, <laughs> that's the only way out. I can get him is if the person I'm shooting is <laughs> yeah, one eye, and you shoot him from the right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, honestly, so funny. Here, yeah. Sorry, um, sorry, Ken. <laughs> yeah, so we're so looking at that idea, like. So obviously there'll be objectives. If you're taking that possession, you've got the fuel dump, you've got the vehicles, you've got objectives and points to the game. But if, say for instance, Mike, Mike shoots James, James holds up a yellow card, it'll be the case of like, if rather than our standard, you know, our standard medic rules will apply, fight, you know, uh, turn the key on, whatever else, James is back into play. But if you can capture James's card and take that back to your commander, you will gain points for that towards your side door because you've actually killed effectively you've actually got an hbi and you've taken them out so a lot of other events will take a picture of the dead person whatever else but you've got the card but we, we can then recycle the cards back around into the event to create further points as well so it's just it's 
it, yeah, I, I, I really class it as a hybrid, but we want to challenge people to go a bit longer uh, than they kind of like, you know, two hours, then have a lunch for an hour, then have two hours in the afternoon, go home at four o'clock in the afternoon, which is yeah, just a kind of standard airsoft site, milsim type or, or battle site. It is event. important to add that everybody will be sleeping under a roof. Now, I mean, to be fair, the uh, the roofs aren't the most watertight in places, but no, you know, no matter what, you'll find yourself a dry spot. You know, um, so you don't have to worry about tents and you know um, bashers and bivy bags. You don't need all that kit. You know, you just need a bed of sorts, um, and then you'll, you'll be you'll be squared away. You know, hmm. we like cot beds. Cot beds are the best. So, I'm just gonna say, I mean, like, so you can get a cot bed for. They are. They're, sort of they're quick. Twenty they're quid. You can't, you can't. I mean, you don't have to get the sorry, the British Army ones because apparently, yeah, you say that. Is that the one with difficult. or without the adjustment straps? Uh, that's the one without the adjustment straps. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, like, just, just quickly browsing on Decathlon, you can get a very basic um, camping bed for like 30 quid uh, that just gives you that little bit of elevation off the floor because, I mean, the floors, we're having camped at Driffield. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to be on the deck. Yeah, and you, not no. to say you can't. But it's just, I think it was just nice having that slight elevation off of it. Um, but if you want to go yeah. real luxury, you can pick up a cart bed off of that, off of uh, eBay for like mm. that same sort of price. Yeah. Well, what do you think I do? I mean, when I'm, when I'm literally <laughs> there for four nights, you know, doing setup, yeah, I, I do the cart fishing bed chair. Mine's, mine's a pretty, pretty Gucci one because I'm, I'm a sad. Just look in the I chat there. The, the... James, there's a question from James Gore. Can fobs be raided? Can, can fobs be raided? So the answer to that is it's a 24-hour game site. Um, however, uh, in the evening, you know, yes, you can. You know, people will have to sleep with iPro because everyone, everyone is in the game area. Um, but the idea that <coughs> is there necessarily an objective to gain from that? So shooting people as they were sleeping or in their sleep area. If there was an HBI in there and identified the HBI could get it. so to James and HBI, there'd be benefit. But there's no point in just going shooting people when they're sleeping or or whatever else because there's got to be it will still be linked into the story, but it will be a twenty four hour live site and everyone in the game will be part mm -hmm. of everyone in the site will be part of the event uh, uh, at that point. Can I can I just round that up into one sentence for Mr. James Gore, because he's quite simple, right? The answer to that is, the answer to that is yes, but you won't earn any points for it. Okay, done. You could have a wicked time doing it. <laughs> points make prizes. Uh, there's quite a few messages from James. I, I apologise, James. I have queued them up, but I haven't got. I told back you he's, James... he's, he's, he's talking about silly questions. Yet we allow silly. Questions. No, he's not asking silly questions. I just no. presumably he I was the one with you. the RPK. Uh, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Off Irene, because I know that I'd heard a few stories about the RPK, and he, he said RPK go. He basically it. was a one-man army at night, ripping into top cover on <laughs> just running around with an RPK. Um, being a menace. Um, I don't As think he's all RPK gunners should do. I approve, James. You have my, <laughs> you have my respect. <laughs> yeah. So I think, so I, I, I got up about three thirty four in the morning and he came back in with his 
biggest shitty grin on his face. He had, a, he had that guess, all weekend. Guess what I've been doing. Um, and then he went, right, I'm going to get my head down. And he must have had about an hour, hour and a half before he got up and then and then got back at it. But yeah, um, we got four guys. They, they, they had a good time. Um, we're just going to shorten that leash a bit, especially on James, Mr. James Gore. In fact, we might just <laughs> nail the the ground. It'll be a lot easier. So, so right, James, I'll just, do I'll do the next one and we can run PK, uh, RPKs together. <laughs> You're not going to take the just, PKM? Huh? You're not going to take the PKM? Or KPM? <laughs> I thought an RPK. I thought you had a PKM. <laughs> PKM uh, the box, but RPK is the, the standard bag, isn't it? Yeah. But you've... you've Hey, I, I don't want to tell yeah, you what guns you've got, but you've definitely got a PKM, not an RPK. Yeah, I've got. You've got the big boy. Yeah, I've got the. I thought boy. you had a. <laughs> yeah. You've got it's the big drugs. big boy. He's got it the. Is, these drugs. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need um, to go to bed, Andy. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the painkillers drugs are don't kick in. No, they're kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trouble. <laughs> um. So just going, just going back to operating, uh, you, I've completely forgot the question I was going to ask about operating. I'll go, I'll go to another question I had. So, um, uh, um, red tide three, which was a while ago, uh, now, um, just, just, I I think that was probably a good example of an event where there was a lot of itchy trigger fingers. Um, how, how did you, that really is what inspired us to do a raid event yeah, basically raid, there, yeah. there's clearly a, de- mm. a demand for a a fucking punch up in a phone box right so that's that's what we're going to give them <laughs> yeah but i mean at the event it's kev's gone at the event itself okay. how how did you um as an event organizer sort of deal with that because appreciate that you, you know you you've you've got an event that's running you want it to run yeah. a relative certain way i know there's a bit of flexibility with how what players can do in that but ultimately you you've got a goal as to kind of what you want to achieve. So how, how do you deal when it starts how, to not go off the rails, but start to how, get a little uh, bit out of control? How, how, did we, how did we deal with it? Well, actually, I mean, I, I didn't, I just got shitty with it. Right. But um, we've got, we had three teams. Okay. And we had, had an entire team um, at that event that were um, kind of self-sufficient. Uh, so we had, we had two cartels effectively or two gangs. Um, and what we did is we took a, an element of one of the gangs um, just to go and smash the ever-loving granny out of the ones that wanted a fight. Um, <laughs> and so that was going on to the side, you know, it was kind of like the children's play area was happening over the back. Right? <laughs> and and everybody that wanted to do the immersive role play event kind of got on with it. So And it was funny because those people that wanted to go hard early and, and get their trigger on, most of them were so knackered that they could they could not sustain 24 hours because they they burnt their energy too quickly they tuckered themselves out and they needed uh, yeah, yeah 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 like they 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 were like oh you know we want to fight we want to fight we're going to go do this and we're like okay well we enabled it and um i think they got over uh, over 8 hours sleep apiece and uh, mm-hmm. missed out on on some of the really you know the best elements of that event I so, did assassinate one of the players who actually opened up on the DEA early um, because he oh, actually, yeah. I, 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 so what, what 
So one of the players got really itchy and started bomb DA about half past twelve. Um, so I just turned yeah, around. So we started players. at eleven, right? T- told that they needed to do role play, move drugs, create drugs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he decided that oh, DEA have just hit the streets. I'm going to shoot one of them. Yeah, okay. Um, so I, I decided. I, I decided literally. I figured out who it was, and I got him. I, I pulled him aside. And I did a mock. I did a mock execution because he um, he drew unnecessary heat towards our operation in the city, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was basically something sort of black fire. And we put your point in his ear. I did a black fire, and I actually shot him and he fell to the ground. So no, I role played it, but it was also in the case like, all right, calm down, calm down. We don't do that at this moment in time. But you know, that's a bit where raid comes in because there are players that want to get the trigger on early and want to have that time. <laughs> But you know, we know, we know. The thing is, we know from our events and and going to other events and playing other event organisers. Like, if you go too hard at the beginning, you will not survive into nighttime. You will not survive into the Sunday morning. You will burn yourself out. So you can't really go into any level of twenty four hour event with the skirmish mentality of going a hundred miles an hour because you will just you will crash and burn. You won't enjoy the whole event. You'll miss a lot of the event just because you go too hard. Nobody can speed soft for 24 hours. That's an awful yeah. lot of caffeine. Yeah, that is. Nicotine <laughs> <laughs> No, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know you've sort of been on the ground when that was happening at the time. It was it was a little bit like, right, what, what do we do? Because there's like a massive firefight going off in the building behind us. It's like, oh, right, sort of ran in, sort of just shouting at the DEA, like, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. I need to get my guys out. Um so uh, yeah, uh, oh, it was your fault. You started it. I didn't start yeah, it. You started fault. it. You shot first. I had nothing to do with that event at all. I wasn't even there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact you were because I spent a fair few hours in the police cell shouting at you. So I was asleep at that point. He was asleep at yeah, that I point. I was still <laughs> shouting for you though. It was I, me I, that you I were shouting. The, at. I, I figured out your your cell was the opposite end of the fog from me. I could not. I was not going to hear you. I was good. <laughs> he did that on purpose. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just remember the question I was going to ask about Op Irene. So you obviously had quite a large task force element in comparison, I believe, to your Op Four element. Did you so find had, that? Yeah. So we had sixty-five task force and twenty-five Op Four. Did you find that that was enough Op Four? for that event or so i mean i've been writing events 24-hour games etc for a long time now writing and running them and there's there's a term that when i first started writing them um with with an old colleague of mine when when i sort of marshaled and ran a site we used to use the term magic pencil right and the magic pencil is basically used to sway a firefight in the direction that you want to sway it in okay and quite simply what we did here is we made op four respawns a hell of a lot faster and simpler than task force so task force bleed out times were longer okay they had more medic lives but they had to then go to a casualty collection point and wait for a vehicle pickup yeah? and their respawn point was a good distance away um next to all their kit so they had the temptation of oh should i stay and then they got booted the hell back onto a vehicle and dropped off back in the site again right <laughs> but you see that turnaround time was a little bit longer i mean they were they were dead standing they were knackered but comparatively op four were dead 
down, you know, there was no medic life at all. So hit dead down for a period, move yourself out of dodge, go to the extremity of the site, whatever it is, and then move around the site, come back in at a different angle. So it was very, it was much more dynamic for them. And we were, by doing that, I don't, I don't think it worked all of the time. And there were certainly some things that I'm going to change up going into the next one. I think, um, I think if you don't learn from, from your events, then, you know, stop doing them. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I think it worked for the most part uh, to, to create that overwhelming force. I mean, we, I'm sure Kevin felt like he was having his back doors punched in all night long. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, to be honest, to, to, to us, it, it didn't feel as if there was only 25 guys doing all four. It, it felt like 225. It, it did have that, it did have that Black Hawk Down story event. It was like the the rules, we got it just about right. Uh, as James said earlier on, you know, sometimes they were a little bit too operated because they are you know they're experienced airsofters they've done mill sims they conduct themselves and use concealment and cover really properly really well whereas the actual somali citizens at that time with i did you know they pretty much stayed outside and just shot at rangers and delta inside buildings they didn't go into buildings to hunt them down but we obviously had players at our, our event who are that capable that would actually go and do that so that's the bit that was different to the real, to the real life story yeah, somebody was quite upset when we had a, uh, a a unit of about eight or nine that managed to creep through a window, get up the stairs without being noticed, um, <laughs> and suddenly it's it's close quarter battle um, where nods don't count for shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that I mean yeah. that sort of takes, takes us sort of full circle. Um, yeah, what we were talking about there with. Uh, with you know people that were booked on to an interactive role play event and didn't necessarily understand that it was an interactive role play event and it was going to be a slow burn. Yeah. Um, all of that information is there, especially if you do a bit of research about what Defiant Events is about. It's all there. Um, so maybe their expectations weren't met on that one. Um, but yeah, definitely do your research, do your reading. Um, not so great fun. They're a great tool. You don't need them to get into Milsim, certainly not. Mm. Uh, I mean, a lot, to be fair, a lot of nod users just bloody flexing them now, don't know how to use them. Um, and a lot of myself included, um, but yeah, uh, you know, a lot of um, you see, you see this, so like you know, I was on the, the op four team for Irene and we weren't using nods, but then as soon as people strap night vision or uh, image intensifiers to the head or whatever you know unit they're using to look through um their situational awareness really dims down to nothing because you've got what 40 degree angle of view but also their movements change they they feel more com confident because they feel like they've got a superpower okay i don't care who you are but if you stood in the middle of a corridor whether you've got nods on or not and there's a somebody using cover efficiently you're going to lose no matter how much you've spent mm -hmm. on nods and you see this pe people will move around on, on on the nods not being aware of the way in which they're moving not picking to move through shadow you know not not necessarily picking the route with concealment um yeah so uh i think a lot of the time nod 
not you know, night vision users, um, yeah, it's it, it, complacency occurs. Um, I did I did an event I did an event last weekend and there was three guys who didn't have nods, and what they did was in buildings they put a silum every five or six um, steps on the stairs, and the super secret soldier night vision um, guys walking in obviously they are kind of seeing they've got a bit of light and walking upstairs but the guys were sitting in the corners and even then envy wouldn't pick you up in the corner but they could just see the shadow movement of the silence and shot so many people were nods it was ridiculous the body count they got exactly the same as james was doing with all four guys irene you know moving using shadows and whatever else against you know your eight thousand pound dual tube night version guys that have bought stuff as well and I said, it was crazy last weekend just seeing guys who knew what to do, put three or four pounds of silos on the stairs in the hallway and actually got and got the edge on, you know, night vision users all weekend. It was it was crazy. You can do it. You can you can do it for a couple of pounds if you've got a little bit of common sense and a little bit of kind of little bit of nonce about you, you can actually overcome night vision users. Mm. Oh yeah. That's, That's quite nice, uh... <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, say, it's I quite mean, a nice I, I, little segue to last week's episode where we we actually did an episode on fighting in the dark. So, uh, yeah, yeah, if you're interested I, in checking I, that one I, out, go back and watch I, that one. <laughs> I have to be honest, I I kind of turned that one off in a bit of a fit of rage. Um, <laughs> after your, your guest said, oh, there's no point in doing Milsim unless you've got night vision. I went, nope. And I, I yeah, I may have turned off. No, I point. think that was, yeah, that was, that was Kenny's perspective on it. Um I mean, I must profess there have been events where I've been to which it it's so dark I just can't see to move around in. And that there was one particular event which was full of rabbit holes and the like. And I'd already gone down oh. one earlier in the day, and I was so terrified of either you know falling down a rabbit hole and breaking my leg, or, or running into a tree. Um, so, yeah, I would say urban events without nods are certainly a lot easier, and uh, because generally, and um, at least where we're talking about Driffield, it's surrounded by industrial co complexes in a town. So you get a lot of... Um, ambient light, yeah. You get a lot yeah, of ambient quite, light. It's quite you know, light, it's actually, Even, I mean, so things changed massively since doing Web Type 3. It was almost like a jungle in places, right? But there was still, even with me, with I can't see at night at the best of times and one eye is completely blind, right? It was funny as hell. I was walking, thinking, oh, there's someone in front of me. I'll just pop my hand on their shoulder Nope, that's a ghost. Never mind. That's not really a person. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, but it's doable. Take it slowly um, and and you'll be all right, you know, and you'll learn through it from it. But I guess on the flip side of that, I did I did run, uh, I did go to a skirmish event once um, and I was the only person with, uh, I had a single tube at the time and after skulking about taking a few guys out i thought this is this is bloody well unfair because it was absolutely pitch black you know it was there was there was no ambient light at all it was a it was a a, a new moon with a heavy canopy there was nothing so there are times when i mean it's always an advantage don't get me wrong it, there is an advantage but there are certainly some drawbacks to it you know when, when you're sitting there um yeah, when you're sitting there uh, with you know your green or white foss um, in your eyes and you can't pick to move through shadow, 
um, you just you're not really aware of the situation. Yeah. There's um we've we just got quite a few comments coming. I've sort of been as you know I've been tagging them. I've been going through, but there's a few questions. I think if we just Right through the rest of the questions, we'll go through sort of come the comments because I'm conscious of the time. We, we unfortunately, I know it's always a pleasure having you, you gents on and, and yeah. having a natter we away. Talk I know we could be long. here all night. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even uh, been drinking tonight. <laughs> Ed says, Are we allowed to camp the Friday night? So, presumably, yes. this is for raid. Check the website, yes. it's all there, mate. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but yes, you are allowed. Yeah, we are opening the gates for booking in on Friday. You'll be able to come in, you'll get set up. Uh, in your, I don't want to call it a fob because it's not a fob, but you'll go to your base area, you know, the area near where your command will be. You'll be able to set up your sleep, your sleep station, wherever you're going to be, sort your kit out, have a bit of a social. Uh, we don't allow drinking, but yes, you can, you can do all of that sort of stuff. Cool. Daz says, what about maps? Do you need one? So we always provide a digital copy and then uh, you can either be uh, utterly reliant on technology and power and have it on your phone or your, you know, if you've got one of those Gucci flip down things, or you can print it out yourself. Um, but yeah, so we'll provide you with a, with a, with a map to either print yourself or do what you will. Cool. Um there's a bit of chat about night vision. I, I can't read all the comments out, but Ryan, so Ryan's currently uh, out uh, on holiday. So yeah. <laughs> For those that know Ryan, enough. you know, he's obviously not on holidays. He's busy working, but um, no, he's, not. he's, not, he's not busy working. <laughs> he's at work. Leave him alone. Ryan he's says the majority work. of the blokes I work with don't know how to use nods, let alone airsofters. So, Getting deployment pay on the beach. Serving. <laughs> um silly Gilly asks a question he says do you think that an event without a storyline but has set objectives has the chance of being a bit more organic and therefore players won't suspect the magic pen is at play hmm. Good i very rarely think that players are aware that the magic pencil is in play i think maybe some do some do um personally i I enjoy a storyline. So from my perspective, to enjoy to run an event, it has to have those elements in it for me. You know, yeah, so I, I, was a, I was an event the weekend, was task force, um, bad guys and police. Now, the event organiser had based it. Now, the numbers would have been like police plus op four would have equal task force, but op four were hammering task force up all weekend. But, police stayed in that sort of neutral role. So that was really good running by the event organizer where they actually turned around and maintained as much parity as they could. But if they'd gone equal numbers, police uh, uh, aligned themselves with bad guys, it would have been ridiculous. And you'd have upset like 90 guys who'd booked on one particular fact, one particular fact for that weekend. So, you know, the magic pencil is actually not to the Magic Pencil is actually there to enhance players' experience and their enjoyment for the weekend, that we have got a little bit of leeway to actually change things if necessary to ensure that there's parity, fairness, and people have, and people have a good event. Hmm. Cool. Fair point. 
He also said magic pen instead of magic pencil. I, I picked that one up. Well, clearly, well, they clearly well, not well, listening well, properly. <laughs> uh, Les says, what's the plans for 2024 of Defiant doing events down in the south? No, nah, we should stay up north, mate. We're going to go yeah, Where is northern? Yeah, we're northern now. Yeah. Where's uh, Lance? So, yeah. I've got a bone to pick with him. Yeah, where's Lance? Oi, Lance, to Lance, get in touch. <laughs> Get in touch. <laughs> Events downstairs, line, sort us out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, our, our, obviously, we've, we've, we've got, we've got Raiders of last bit of the year. Uh, the next thing James and I do is we start our road trips. We start looking at sites and booking, booking sites for uh, next year. We've built up relationships with different sites. We've played with this year. They've invited us back to do events as well. Um, yet, some of them are up north, and we've got a, a lot of people up north as well. Um, we've been looking at down south. We've sites we've used before. Uh, we get in touch with them. Um, you know, there's, there's there's always the airsoft panacea of mod sites coming back online, but who knows where that will become it's, become eventuality. It's quite funny, really, isn't it, Kevin? Because it's only this year that we've run events up north. Prior to that, every comment we ever got was, when are you going to run events up north? And as soon as we do a year that is predominantly north. Now, we have done one event this year down south, but, you know, as soon as we do... Know, really. yeah. No, that's, that's definitely... Just upset everyone oh, and do it on, in no, I, had the, I had to cross the Dartford <laughs> crossing, so technically that's... So it's north, north, it's north, yeah, it's north for you, yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my point is, yeah, um, I mean, look, the thing is, there are so few events about so few quality events and as defiant events we're never going to run more than sort of definitely no more than six in a year because kevin and i have both got full-time jobs we do this as a hobby we do this for fun okay and it is, fun it's, I, I, I know <laughs> it's very it's very stressful fun there's shit loads of stress and then after you've done it if you've done a good job it's massively rewarding right but the build-up is i mean i lost my head definitely let's put it that way um I mean, Kevin had gone, gone a long time before that. But anyway, <laughs> um, he had a big ginger afro before that. Anyway. Um, yeah, boy, yeah. We had Taft and Bonnet round about it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are so few events about. Um, if you want to go to good good events, unfortunately, you're going to have to travel. That's mm -hmm. Yeah, we can't, we can't just come and run events on your doorstep, right? We pick the sites that work or the sites that we think will work um the ones that are available and that's that's all we can do that's all we can do how uh, we did so recently... like... sorry mate sorry you're finished so please finish yeah uh, so we did recently um we put some um we re reached out for some uh input on instagram so basically for if, if people own run or have anything to do with the site reach out we and we got a load of feedback from that and, and basically what i managed to do in some way shape or form is, is group them together somewhat geographically and say you know where would you like us to look into um so we've got some information back from that and like i say it's going to be long road trips through the dark of winter with kevin and i in dirty travel lodges and stuff like that with stopovers to go and find sites um yeah. go and build those relationships with with site owners and yeah. and probably so, spend yeah. hours more on the phone to landmark yeah yeah mm. so as, as, as jim said like you can come to site so we were told um to go and visit apocalypse so we went up there i've played there a long long time ago we went we went went there as well and we just looked at the site, we did the site basically, got really well with the guys up there. 
And we got in the car and we're coming back home. We just looked at each other and went, Red Tide 2. You get, you see a site, you just get a vibe straight away of what it fits towards. So we might go and see someone and say, like, that would be great for Machiavellian event. Okay, well, that would be really good. We've also been to sites, we've come back and going, oh, it's a great site, but it's not providing me the inspiration yeah. to run an event. Yeah. I, I mean, that might mean that we go back to it at a later date, but at that point in time, it wasn't feeling it. It doesn't you know? fit with what we, yeah, we want to talk, yeah. But yeah, cool. um, somebody commented Longmore. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. It's not like we're yeah, I've not. just accidentally deleted that comment by mistake. I apologise, Les. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't unselect it for some reason. I just clicked delete. So I, I apologise. So, but, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. comments. I've had some. I've spent an awful long time on the phone with various members of Landmark um, this week. Anyway, because I I decided that um, I was going to make a push for it. Um, to be honest with you, it's all very difficult at the moment because the. There is a backlog of training left over from COVID times, lockdown. COVID no longer exists. Uh, someone should tell Lance. Um, but yeah, there's there's a backlog of training from from that COVID era uh, where they weren't able to do training. And then, of course, we went into or are currently in the Ukraine conflict, and there's a lot of training still going on. So the, the training requirements for our own forces takes, believe it or not, precedence over Airsoft, right? time yeah, at this point in time there are a few range officers or or landmark um what they call themselves contacts that are willing to take anybody on because the chances are they're going to have to cancel and it's more effort to them than it's worth so i think as a happy accident we all we always planned to do or to, or to go um i mean we got insurance for mod land um but we always that, planned yeah to do MOD base areas, uh, was it this year or last year? It was last year, wasn't it? Last year it have been, yeah. Yeah. But um, because I think we've been, to be honest, it's a bit of a happy accident because we have historically run on airsoft sites and either modified them or made use of what we can to make it work. And I'd like to think that we're pretty good at it and it, it works. So we are able mm -hmm. to, to survive and keep going. Uh, because of that, because of that, um, the way the way we run things. So, never say never. Um, long more might happen. Um, there are many sites that might happen, um, but it is a might. You know, uh, there is no point. You know, until I say, or until we say, we have got Longmore or um, Cope Hill or whatever it is. It's. We, we know we know no more than you do which is um, <laughs> pretty much freckled and yeah. that is the state of things unfortunately so well, i suppose, suppose, suppose all I say is we, we, we are positioned that if the opportunity becomes available uh within a time frame that we would want to be in the position that we can turn around and and announce a bit you know we know we know from other other event organizers even before you know between the pandemic and ukraine um that people were called off as well. So, you know, I, I would rather run five events on airsoft sites next year that I know would happen than promise to run 10 sites on them and a mod site and only run one or two because that's mm -hmm. going to lose, we're going to lose, our customers will lose faith in us and they, they'll go somewhere else. So 
I'd rather be I'd rather be assured of what we can offer. I'd rather I'd rather be guaranteed to offer four really good events on airsoft sites than promise ten events on Modland that's probably never not actually going to materialise. Just gonna say, so basically, what we're after is an airsofter who can buy and afford to keep a bit of development land, brownfield buildings, <laughs> and stuff like that free for us. So uh, we we can have a little airsoft equivalent of an, of an MOD. I site. mean, I know it's north. That's really hard to say. An airsoft equivalent of an MOD site. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I know it's northern, and apparently people don't like the north. But Hull's a shithole. Can we have that? <laughs> I think even the people in Hull would say, "Yeah, that's fine." <laughs> Let's just We've take over Grimsby. Now, <laughs> <laughs> nah, fuck that. They got better weapons than we have. <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll never forget. We did an event at the uh, Pleasureland uh, theme park in Grimsby uh, with AI 500 back in the day. And uh, literally, as we're driving in, there's just this, this rather large person just chucking up. This was like you know, 10, 10 in the morning, something like that, just chucking up into the road gully uh, as we pulled in past the sign that says, Welcome to Grimsby. And I was like, oh, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> We've arrived. <laughs> a few weeks, a few months um, back, you drove up there and they had a burnt out car put in front of the sign with Welcome to Grimsby spray painted on the front. <laughs> I was like, okay, there you go. <laughs> Right, last question. Yeah, you're right. From... We should start a GoFundMe to buy Grimsby. That's a great idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll give you uh, a pound. Last Go question on. from Stephen Whitehead. He says, James, have you ever thought about contacting Tarmac? Uh, I heard they hosted an emergency response exercise down at Tor recently and might be open to hosting airsoft events. Uh, hmm. Never heard of Tarmac. Uh, never heard of Tor, I'm afraid. Um, so please, if you have my contact details, hit me up. Um, well, tarmac's an asphalt manufacturer. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Well, I, I not... didn't realise it was a brand. I just thought it was a thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, hit me up on um, if you if you've got my contact details, then hit me up. If not, just pop onto our website and you'll see a mm -hmm. uh, a link to an instant messenger. Um, can't promise that I'll respond straight away because sometimes I do sleep. Uh, depending on the levels of caffeine, nicotine, and hate. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, reach out to me because yeah, that sounds that sounds interesting. If Looks not, good, pictures. Yeah, if you uh, if you uh, struggle, drop us a message as well, and we can point you in the right direction. No, no, don't, don't, I know don't, people don't, at Tarmac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Being a civil engineer, I do all sorts of roads. <laughs> I go talking to that no phone lot. Yeah. Um, right, yeah, I'm going to do a quick fire comment answer. clear because I'm just conscious of the time. Uh, Daz says, How much? I need new trousers. Uh, 120, I think it was. Wait for the sales. Yeah. Arctis do some decent sales. Yeah, they um, do. But unfortunately, it's not always on the decent patterns. Um, but yeah, just keep no, but they do have, they have some funky patterns. I'm oh, definitely well, that, looking at. I have, I have to admit, on the one hand, I'm slightly disappointed with you for not getting a really cool, funky pattern. On the other hand, at least you've got a pair of uh, trousers to, to to play on the uh, spearhead side at raid. So yeah, not that I can fit in them at the moment because I've been sat here just buying stuff, eating, and taking drugs. <laughs> I bought the size that I was. <laughs> 
Richard said, Andy, drop me a line. I'll see if you can get the Arcturex ones for your knee pads. Lovely. Uh, Rage, so <laughs> commenting back on the iPro uh, comments earlier. Rage said, problem with iPro is that there are some out there that are advertised as safe for Airsoft that aren't safe. So I don't know. My general feeling on these things is we should encourage people to have personal responsibility. But if you don't know what you're looking for, then maybe we should help them out. So, and I, I, I think, think that's I think good. That, uh, Why I is think Rage like being what? nice? I don't know. It's weird. I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> I think I think where I go, what I normally do, I normally go for like um, the ballistic black brands, the military reviews, or the Americans with ANSI sixty seven or whatever. Anything yeah. rated like that. It's like I would only use something military rated ballistic for airsoft with all the, all, all the shit stories we get on airsoft stuff. So either used for like the, the standard ESSs or something, something like that. That is ESN, ESEN 166. Yeah. I, think. yeah, I don't know what the rating is. A, I don't know what the minimum rating is recommended under that. Um, C. But I'm pretty certain that it's C. Or it's B. A C. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think, um, I think, I think ultimately, is, you know, as, as an event organizer or as a company like itself, organizing itself, like, you know, recommend people go for that level rather than anything on Amazon Wish or, you know, New Pro. And I use that term loosely. So I would, I, 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 I would definitely. Things you can buy ESS or Wiley X glasses and 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 like Crawley surplus brand new for 40, 45 quid, and it is rated as you yeah. know ballistically rated. So compared to like you're buying your stuff on Wish and whatever else and Amazon for like nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine, what's the difference of thirty pounds for your eyes, your, your eyesight for life? You know, yeah, it's just stupid to people actually even consider Maybe. buying that nonsense. <laughs> I know. First thing, I, I mean, know, you I spend, know. you end up spending. 30, 40 quid on just peripheral crap ultimately being yeah. an airsoft. And you kind of go, oh, that looks cool. You buy it. And then you end up with yeah. just a box of stuff. Um, and you end up with sometimes it's worth just... safety glasses. Yeah. 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 yeah you bought um, a 600 pound gun or riff. Yeah. What's 40 quid for a set of glasses? Yeah. The best investment for airsoft, a good, a good pair of boots and a pair of glasses. After that, you're fine. Yeah. Good feet, and you're not going. To, you're not going to get your eyes shot out. So yeah, that's what you go for. Yeah. And some decent pants. As a as a larger guy, I'd recommend some decent pants if you're running around all weekend. Just just, Crocs. just putting that out there. Crocs, Crocs and <laughs> tiny shorts. That's all you need. You don't even need pants and tiny shorts. Just Crocs <laughs> and tiny shorts. Right, I, I do need to clear some of these comments, so we're not going to be able to discuss each one. Daz says I'll be at Rift on Sunday. Go see Andy. Um, Stip says, all the years of playing, I've never seen so much information and chat available before an event. So, well done on operating mm -hmm. for that. Thank you. Thanks. I do. Do Daz that said, well. if it wasn't for this podcast, I wouldn't be playing airsoft. So, I thank them for that. So, thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> Jungle's airsoft blog. I did my first Sterling event last weekend. I didn't have nods, but put the effort in and kept up with the rest of Task Force. And that's the thing. And that's ultimately all you've got to do. Um, it's the right mindset. It's the it's, go to an event with the right mindset. And people will look after you. People will look after you, yeah, definitely. Mm. The Beard says, I'd love to get into Milsim, but struggling with events in my area. Um, you, if you're you going to have to travel, mate. Sorry, but that, that, that is it. You're going to yeah, have to travel. Yeah, that is at the moment. Mm. I mean, if you drop I mean, us a message uh, offline, we'll, we'll see if we can help you find something close to you. We're, um, we're going to try and get about a bit more next year, um, hopefully. But... Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there are so few events out there that, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, there are other than MOD sites, which we covered earlier, being very difficult to get onto. There are no urban locations in the south anyway. 
No, they've all been taken um, up with building development. Redeveloped, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple up north. There's now one. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. So we think Sparta's gone. Sparta's been redeveloped. So, you know, you, you've only got Driffield. Um, mm-hmm. left up there, you know. And then the, 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 the guys at HQ have now redeveloped a, sh- a, sh- a shopping, shopping mall to turn into kind of CQB site. But you would you wouldn't use that for twenty four hours, unfortunately. No, you it's couldn't. Not it's, a bit, it's a bit speed yeah. softy that one. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Davison says, "I'm very new to Milsim, and today I've attended three events, and I find myself very fortunate to have some amazing guys around me who are always happy to help and advise. So that's always helpful. Um, oh, good, because that's the best way to learn is is having awesome. some people around you to give you a hand." Sam says, ooh, raid runs on my birthday. Might have to try and book in for my first meal soon. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Richard said, Andy doesn't qualify for the Machiavellian badge because he turned up late. I was there for 15, (laughs) no, 25 minutes, and I did the hard bit. (laughs) (laughs) Silly Gilly said, I definitely don't mind a slow build-up event. I really enjoyed the last one, but this raid event uh, down sounds more up. This raid event sounds more up my street right well mr silly gilly as long as you uh i know this one is directed at you we still won't be allowing uh filming um because we think that it it detracts from the event for from other people you know uh i'm sure you can you can appreciate that um it's about people's enjoyment in the moment not necessarily about capturing awesome footage which i think in my opinion can can put a negative spin on events. It, it does go to some events and not film. I'm just putting that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Unless you ask them to. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen Whitehead says, uh, to, to sum up the, uh, some people kind of just went hard and then crashed. Um, mission's fucked, but at least I slept all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I guess that's obviously for raid. If, if people, you know, don't comply with it, then... <laughs> I have to, I have to uh, be honest. There was there, and I hope they're not watching this. But there was somebody that gave some feedback to say that they only did twenty minutes of airsoft all weekend at Irene, and I was like, "How? Like how?" Turns out they spent most of it in the fob, like at the back, refusing to go out. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's what you put into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, James Gore on the subject of J- James. Defiant being shot and then offering up a yellow card. So James will return a blind eye to that yellow card. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. I, might, I might have my sight back by November. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen Whitehead says, guaranteed someone will turn up with a hay bale now to sleep on. Yeah. Uh, Costas says, good to see oh, you all good, Andy. That would be a solid role play, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, James says top chumps on PKM and Stephen said it's always nice when you realise it's bigger than you remembered Um, (laughs) uh, Pegasus role play was the best part of Red Tide 90% of people didn't realise it was just uh, I was one of the cartels while we move a lot of product around um, oh yeah, Pegasus and Andy were the two uh, asbestos the, technicians. Asbestos. <laughs> we literally had someone come up to us and say, "Are you actually like clearing asbestos? You know, there's an airsoft game going on." And we were like, "Yeah." <laughs> the, 
There is uh, only one building on that site that has asbestos, and we don't go in that one. Yeah. But there's it people are like, it's got the asbestos, they're clearing <laughs> yeah. it. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. You can always tell asbestos because of the taste as well, just putting that out there. Um, <laughs> don't lick asbestos and don't sue us if you do. Um, Marky Mark says, what the fuck is asphalt? It's fucking tarmac. Fun fact, tarmac's a brand similar to Hoover. Asphalt is the actual material. Um, Damien Demerson says, That's a- <laughs> Damien Demerson <laughs> training in Swindon, 22nd to the 30th of September. That's how shit it is. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I mean... Swindon, yeah. I mean, it's not Grimsby, but <laughs> it's up there. It's, it's yeah. Good, I guess, yeah. So Ryan said you'd be surprised what takes precedent when it comes to sort of MOD grounds. I've been kicked off multiple ranges due to bookings from cadets and officer cadets. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Rage uh, says, "I am nice." <laughs> I call bullshit. I, I, no, think actually, that's to, the, to I think that's the quote of the day. <laughs> he needs to a be patch. Fair, Rage, Rage is one of the nicest and kindest people he that is. I know. He just won't accept won't be that. Happy, happy that. Yeah. No. <laughs> he, he He's genuinely one of the nicest people in airsoft. He'll be throwing his phone across the table. Oh, yeah. Well, other than that, he'll be sobbing in the corner because I've said something nice about him for a change. Yeah. <laughs> we um, all love Rage. Yeah, <laughs> guys if people want to book onto raid how can they do so straight on our website yeah, yeah. um uk. Uh, i actually need to have a bit of a tidy up on the website because i've still got stuff from irene on there um so yeah i need to have a bit of a website tidy up but yeah you, you'll find it even before i've decided to <laughs> you know not do my real work and instead update our website um, yeah. yeah. Um, you can also get in touch with Defiant on their Instagram at Defiant underscore events. Um, so if you've got any questions or you want to find out, or for some reason you can't use the internet to find their website, you can find them through Instagram as well. Yeah, we've got Linktree on there. You can message us on Facebook. You can do smoke signals if you want. Send us a pigeon. Um, however, you think you can get in contact with us, we you know we will answer. And failing that, if you can't get in touch with them, you can get in touch with us and we can always put your comments to them. Uh, you can do so on an email at nofochat at hotmail.com. Our Instagram is at November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. And the website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. Next week, we are going to be celebrating our third birthday. We have a Q&A that we're doing there. There may, there may be some prizes to give away in a, in a competition. Um, so if you're interested in that, then please feel free to join us. Yay! A Wednesday at 8 p.m. That was Andy that did that. You can tell by the, the smile on his face. Don't laugh, Andy, because you'll hurt yourself. <laughs> it's all right. I'm already in pain. It was worth it. More drugs. Go. <laughs> so um, please feel free to join us to celebrate. We'll probably be wearing party hats and having a bit of a laugh. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we? be officially three years old, which is very exciting. Um, we've got a lot of interesting stuff in the pipeline coming up ahead of, uh, not ahead of that, after that as well. Um, that we're working on busily away in the background. So uh, keep keep your ears to the ground with that one. Which we might mention next week. We can mention it this week well, if you want. Or shall, well, should we wait till Lance? We can wait till Lance. We can wait for Lance. We'll wait till Lance is here. Tune in so, next uh, week. Tease, <laughs> I do have a quick question. When, when do Kevin and I get our gold NoFo patches? 
Well, I'd oh, like to yeah. say, and on the subject of patches, actually, I really like the Defiant Black one. It's actually sitting here behind me and is stealthily oh, you sitting mean the, murdered, the whole episode. The murdered one. Yeah, the murdered yeah. outboard. Yeah. How did you get I mean, that? Uh, I bought it off them at one of their events. Actually. See, Limited we don't get... There. Yeah. We're happy to support and pay our friends and help them out. It's not Andy. Their events. Hey, yeah, next time you see me, I'll give you one for free. Oh, no you worries. prick! Yeah. <laughs> On that note, uh, Kevin, would you like to have the the words of wisdom for the for the episode, yes. our, our closing sentiment? Yeah. So all I'll say is thank you once again to everyone on Nofo for supporting us, for giving a chance to talk, talk about our events. Look forward to seeing as many of our viewers at our events and shared events as or Nofo event as we had earlier on this year. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you uh, through the end of my battle sites. Have a good evening. Nice one. Cheers, Kev. Say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Stay no foe. Missed you.